Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you and appreciate you uh, tuning in here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Bottom of the hour, Iowa State conversation with a friend, Randy Peterson, from the uh, Des Moines Register. Uh, Randy Trent and I will talk Cyclones and Big 12 uh, starting at 11.30. 12.05, off to Vegas we shall go. Mike Palm, by the way, is going to join us. He also said to me... No, my partner Trent Conan's not thinking about going pro in betting. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that'll go over at home. <laughs> not well. <laughs> it would be my guess. That's what I told him. But uh, uh, he I must track your pick. So he, at uh, the Action Network. So Mike Palm will join us. It's been uh, a run. Yeah, I'll it's say. been an eight month run. It's been a long run. Uh, so Mike Palm at twelve oh five. Then Tom Cakerd on Iowa. He'll join us about twelve twenty five. And then uh, our Claxons barbecue giveaway uh, before we get out of here. Right before one o'clock. It's that time of year again. CFL is going to be a part of it. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Oh my gosh! Oh, my gosh! My gosh! To your point about me becoming a pro. I am not a pro. I have not increased my wager. I am still a ten dollar better or mm-hmm. eleven dollar better to win ten. Yep. Uh, I've had many people say that I need to increase it. I need to push it. I need to do a little bit more. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a person that you know in the business community came up with me to, for a proposition. They said, what if we get a group together Yeah, and we find people of different walks? Now, this guy is very sharp at UFC. That's where he makes his money in the gambling space. I uh, know somebody that is very good at the NFL, mm-hmm. a couple other people. Me with college basketball would obviously be my forte. And he said, well, what if we... I'll put together a fund, everybody kick in whatever the number is, say 5000 something like that, mm-hmm. everybody put it in, yep. and basically throughout the course of the year, we have this money, and then our pro, if you will, comes together in kind of a betting syndicate. And it would be a different pro for the different sports, right. so you wouldn't get a say in the NFL pick? And I hated it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, right. right. How, I mean, how would that you, fly? You know the way that I handicap, and yes, there's no doubt, college basketball is my best sport. I understand that, and that's... I definitely should probably increase from 10 bucks to maybe 20 for college basketball when I get to that point. Now, sheer volume, still going to be a lot of bets. I'll say. Yes, you do it too. Thousands. But uh, literally thousands during the college basketball season. Just doing something like that. And it's the same thing with people buying picks. I just, it's difficult for me. Now, I've been gambling for, what is it, 2000? I've been gambling for. 38 years. Mm-hmm. My first bet, I've told you before, yep. the Iowa State game, the LaFesta Rhodes game, that was my first ever bet, and I lost five bucks to my dad's best friend, Tom. And uh, learned very quickly, you got to have that money, too. you got to pay up, or there's going to be something coming. But, you know, that is something that I know people do. People don't have the time. Look, schedules are different. You're working at your job all day. You don't have time to break down games and going out and buying picks. But just not having your thoughts behind it is something that I really struggle with. I know there are great handicappers out there. I know there are great services out there that you definitely can make a profit, but it's something for me I've just never got behind it. And an idea like that, which on the surface, hey, more money, more opportunity to make some money doing that, I just couldn't get behind it. It was just that part of it. What? Yeah. It's interesting you said that, though, because there's other people, and I've been hearing a lot about the, the hotness and the streaks that continue. Though last night was no for two. 
We went back the other way. Yeah, well, you had that happen. LSU ticket though, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, about that. you know what? Uh, let, let's let's start. We'll save the NBA draft. I, I didn't watch one pick, not not one single pick. I flipped over there for maybe ten minutes. Did that, you? That was it. Did you see Murray get picked? Is that where you were? No, it was after that. It was, after it was that? into the second round. Yeah, uh-huh. just basically catching up and kind of watching the crawl as everything was happening. I had no interest in it. I this time yesterday had no interest in watching uh, Wake Forest and LSU. And I tried to talk you. You into did it. try to talk me into it, and thank God you did because if. You look at my knees, they're all bandaged up from scraping them, jumping on the bandwagon. What an entertaining night I had watching college baseball. That game, Trent, was as good a ball game uh, as, you, as you're going to find. Into extra innings, just the tension convention that was on full display last night for both teams. You just knew Massey was just, you know, they kind of left him in there a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. The plays in the, in, in, the, in the field, the first baseman for LSU, he made an all-time play uh, to save a run last night on a bunt, on a squeeze play. Oh, my God, that was an entertainment. I feel bad for Wake Forest that they don't get to move on. I mean, I know you've got a ticket. You don't feel too bad. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but, boy, oh, boy, that was entertaining. What have I missed? Paul Skeens, huh? Yeah, he's good. That dude. Yeah. He's probably going to be the number two pick, and his teammate's going to be the number one pick. But boy, Cruz, yes, and yeah. You know what? When I said that, when I was trying to figure out, you know, who his dad was, I had the spelling C R U Z. Oh, that kind of Cruz, that Cruz. like a Nelson Cruz. Yes, so, yes, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, not Cruz. No. C R E W S. Right. And Dylan Cruz is dynamic. He is a playmaker. Mm-hmm. He's going to be probably the number one player. Mm. Now, I've heard conflicting things too. You know, people that equate him. Maybe as good of a prospect since Bryce Harper. There's been plenty of things I've read that pump the brakes on that. But just to think Iowa beat this team as yeah. the best pitcher in the game. That's unbelievable. And the best batter yeah. in college baseball. Yeah. And Iowa, not just beat them, they throttled them. Well, that's, a, that's just, I mean, it's just more than those two. They got some dudes on that team. To localize a little bit, CC Iowa lost their starting second baseman to the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. He's going to Maryland, it appears. And Maryland's coach just got poached by the SEC. It's <laughs> different there. Certainly for baseball. And uh, it comes down to NIL. And we've talked a lot about collectives. Well, the Iowa Swarm, it's football first. Yep. Men's basketball, women's basketball. And that's the way that it's set up. But no other sports. I know wrestling has its own collective. And from what I have heard, Coach Heller did everything possible. Reached out to their big money donors, people that are putting up funding to make the renovation, seeing what they can do. Uh. Not just for... Horner, but everybody, yeah, and seeing what can we do in this space. But when you think of that next tier sport, and whatever you're, you think of a place like Iowa State volleyball. But I, to come full circle, I had this thought last night. With all of a sudden, what if Brody Brett gets a call from Coach Johnson down at LSU? Come down here for your final season. Bye bye. Right. Right. You're going to be offered a ton of money, uh-huh. a lot more than Iowa can put together sure. for baseball. Sure. You're going to be able to work year round. You're going to be yep. able to do things, and we yep. don't. This guy was the Minnesota Twins pitching coach. This is a guy that is highly respected. This is a yeah, guy. He left the Twins to take yes. the gig, and we couldn't believe he was leaving Major League ball in the middle of the year. In the middle of the year, this time last year was yeah, it? It not? was, yeah. yeah. And you see the success that uh-huh. he's had. This guy's an excellent coach. What if he gets that call? What if Marcus Morgan, who's in a similar ilk, these guys have one year left, and both the guys very well could be first round. Where's Oki going to school? The kid from Ankeny. He's going to Iowa. Is he? He's still got another year of high school, though, in front of him. Well, he's going to Iowa for now. Yes. Those are things that, at this point, Iowa baseball, U and I volleyball, Iowa State volleyball, yeah, that next tier of sport, football, okay, you're doing as much. Men's basketball, you're doing what you can. Women's basketball, but that next tier of sport that are still very important and still very good, 
depending on what sport you're talking about and what university, you can't compete with different ones. Nope. You can't compete, and, and you wonder, he's playing in the Cape Cod League. I'm going to guess there's going to be a couple of SEC yeah, teammates that he's going to have there. <laughs> and he had a really good start to start his first yes. start. I haven't seen what he's done since start number yep. one. I remember seeing that one, too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, first start was uh, There's going to be offers. Oh, for sure. Hold on. Yeah. Because it is going to come down to what are you going to do for mm. that final season? Do you make your way down for one final season? Do that and maybe put yourself in better position. Well, as much as anything, Trent, and you're right, the money's the money. We get that, but it's 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 the climate. Yeah, right, right. Playing all year long. Play play year yeah. round. If you, it's if not you playing want. in a practice facility, uh-uh. it's just you're outside. Different. Yes, where it's meant to be played. Uh, you know my takeaway last night, but anyways, thank you for for uh, yes. twisting my arm. I'm glad me. you did it. I I am too. I enjoyed the hell out of. It. In fact, I'll probably get over there for Florida LSU. Now Skeens can't pitch again, right? No, he's done. Done. Done, done. Not, nothing? I mean, not even an inning of relief or anything like that? So he I know threw they a play, lot of pitches. They play Saturday, Sunday, and I'm not sure if game three, if it needs if to be a game necessary, three. If it's yeah. Monday or Tuesday. If it's Monday, he pitched last night, which was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If it's Tuesday, certainly he could. And maybe on Monday he could give them a few innings. Right. I don't know if you use him as a starter or do you keep him in the bullpen and say, I think we can get 40 pitches him. out of him. Let's go that route. I, I think you keep doing what he's used to doing yeah. and start the game with him and you know, pull him after whatever that limit is. But that was a hell of a game. A very entertaining last night. And and the night that as needed good as Skeens was, yep. that louder kid. No, he's a good player, too. I mean, he, he matched him. Yeah. He's now, the strikeout numbers weren't there. No, it, it was his like control nine of, wasn't great either. Yeah, but he, but no one, he needed to make a pitch. He made a he pitch did. every single time. Yeah. Now, I didn't see the first four and a half innings. I was taping my podcast with Mike Palm for the Iowa Everywhere Network, uh, so I didn't get to it until. But the game went 11, so I feel like I got a pretty good grasp of what this game was. God, it was fun. Yes. Really, really good. The commentators were great. It yes. Was, I'm not sure who the analysts were. Kyle Peterson, who has done college baseball for, I don't know, I think he's an Omaha guy. Is he? I think that must have been where, or maybe he just moved to Omaha. I don't know what it is, but there's an Omaha connection with him, and he does a really good job. So are these night games Saturday? Probably not Sunday. I wonder wonder when they play. Do you know? Yeah, I have the schedule here. Let me uh, bring it back up. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Okay. Sunday, 2 o'clock. Get a little middle of the afternoon. ESPN doesn't want to step on Sunday night baseball, of course, which is Astros Dodgers. Pretty good lead in though for really, Astros very Dodgers. Good, very good lead in. A very good game. Thank you uh, again. And I bandages on my knees to prove it. <laughs> Jumping on the bandwagon. I got to give a, a shout out. It is official visit weekend over in Iowa City. And my dude Brevin Dahl making his way is over it? right now. Him and Dad are in the car making their way over for the drive visit. safe and enjoy each and every minute of it. Keep those growth plates open, Brevin. <laughs> Let's get you up to six four six five like pops. We got you out wide. Uh, that'd be good. All right. Uh, so, NBA draft from last night. Here's my takeaway. My biggest takeaway for, was the guys that didn't get drafted, that left money on the table, uh-huh. left NIL money on the table. And Who all do you that. got? Get, do you have a list well, of guys? Um, Sonogo from the national championship There's was main, the, the impact that he had for UConn. Mm-hmm. Oscar Shibway didn't that, get drafted. And that was a guy that people said he could make. Two, three million dollars. By coming back. By coming back. Drew Timmy left money on the table in yeah. Spokane. He's no longer uh, going to be eligible to play college basketball. So those were the... Mike Miles, how good was he at DCU? <laughs> it was great. Oh, my God. Flager at uh, at Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. He's another one. Uh, there's a bu- there's a bunch of people. Some of them, you know, I, I recognize the name. I don't remember their um, you know their contribution to college sports, uh, to college basketball. But just some of the big names that didn't hear their name called. My God, 
Chris Murray, by the way, I would have lost. It was 23. It was 23. And you set it at 21 and a half. You know, that's just a good ba- bookmaker over here. That's also what I can do. Yeah. The kind of casino yeah. is more is yeah. right more times than it's not. Indeed. <laughs> Liam Robbins from Drake. Via, yeah. via, well, via, from via Bandy, Minnesota, via Drake. Via Vanderbilt. Yeah, I forgot about the Minnesota right. stop. He had three stops along the way, didn't he? Yeah, he went Drake, Mini, Vandy, right? Are we going to see that now? Going to, I thought he went to LSU for a minute, too. No. Who am I thinking? LSU. Maybe not. Maybe. No, no right. No, those were the three stops. Yeah. With what they are saying is the one-time transfer rule now. That's going back into mm-hmm. effect. Is that truly going to be the case? Are we going to get back to what it was before, where everybody's asking for a waiver? Right, waivers, right. And what became a joke about this, and talking to people at the university level, is it became very well known. Yes, if you don't have a sick family member close by. Mm-hmm. What you do is you just say mental health. Yeah. And for people that didn't mm-hmm. have mental health issues... Mm-hmm. That was the easiest yep. out, yep. and so every single person knew that, yep. and every single athlete would put that on there, and then, mm-hmm. okay, it's an automatic, yep, yep you're moving through, and here's your second. Mm-hmm. Are we just going to go back to that? Probably. Yeah. Probably so. Oh, uh, uh, we're, we're cracking down on all these transfers. Yeah. No, you're not. No, probably. I mean, and uh, the, the West Virginia kids, they were given, what, what did I see? They were given a period of time that they now get to transfer if they want, because Huggins. Of course. So he's gone. They, I don't know if it was a month. You have two weeks, or you have. You, they have a certain period of time where they have to make up their mind if they want to stay and play for the new guy mm-hmm. who's yet to be uh, named. Um, so Joe, Joe Toussaint back to Iowa. He could, I guess. He they could. have an open scholarship. Would you take him back? Yeah, they need talent. They do. I, I think they. Yeah, they do. Maybe get him some new sneakers so he's not falling down all the time. But outside he played of that. very well against Iowa State. Yes, he did. No, no doubt about that. All right, Joe, did you have any takeaways? Uh, Chris Murray goes 23 uh, to Portland. I don't know what kind of pro he's going to be. Look, we, we said it throughout the throughout his college career. There was just when the going gets tough, I'm not sure Chris got going. No, and we saw that at times with Keegan, but Keegan was a more physical player, mm-hmm. a guy that was more willing to play in the block. Chris is not a duplicate of Keegan. They are yep. very different players. But in the NBA, I think his skill set works incredibly well. We saw Keegan this year and the shooting ability we know Chris has. He's going to find a spot, but to expect even him to be 80% of yeah. what Keegan was this year, I don't think that's the case. Really cool story, though. Dame Lillard and Chris Murray, he invited him out to his camp in Oakland uh, this past year, and he invited it was something like 30 guys, both collegiate and pros, that didn't have it easy. I've relayed this story many times before. When Keegan and Chris were in high school, their senior year over in Cedar Rapids, mm-hmm. and at the time, their best offer was Minnesota State, yep. up in Mankato. Yep. And then Western Illinois finally came through with their first D1 offer. And a scout, pretty well-respected person, told me that he thought that was a stretch. <laughs> that Western Illinois, a bad Summit League team year after year, yeah. that it was a stretch for both of them to play <laughs> And then they go Western to prep Illinois. school and away we go. And here we are yeah. and both become first-round draft yeah. picks. No, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing uh, what uh, what they did uh, and what they become. I, I hope he makes it. I hope I'm dead wrong. I hope he you know, has a successful... Like I never, I'm, not, I'm not sure he's going to be... There's an all-star game in his future. No. Uh, but a rotational player yeah, that, that, at minimum. Right. A starter in a couple yeah. of years. Yeah, that, I could that, definitely could see that. Um, so that was maybe my takeaway from yeah, the draft was the guys that didn't there. get drafted. I just was not into it. And the NBA draft it. used to be one of my favorite events. Use appointment TV. Yes. When guys were there throughout their mm-hmm. college careers, started to leave a little bit earlier. Well, here, earlier. you know what? Let me, that's a perfect, a perfect segue, Trent. Of the top five picks, how many went to college? One. One. Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. Yeah. That was the only one. 
You had the Overtime Elite. Right. And you don't see these guys. Of course not. I'm watching G League basketball. No, there's too much other. You you take calls on G League basketball? (laughs) No, of course you're not. No, with the Overtime Elite. No, it just... I'm not watching Iowa State. I've got to watch the G League. Right. Right? I've got to see Scoot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll get a chance to see Scoot uh, in in the NBA. But just one guy, yeah, one guy from the... uh, from college goes in the top five. It's which a different is, world. It's, it's a different world. The game is different, no doubt about that. All right, let's uh, get John Cannon in here. He wants to talk a little NBA. You're liable. You're welcome to chime in on the program if you want. Uh, if you have an NBA take uh, um, at five one five two eight four five nine six six. Because until next, oh, I don't know when we're going to put the NBA on mothballs. Uh, John, welcome, John. How are you? I see your Golden State Warriors have a new addition. Your thoughts on Chris Paul? Shocking. Where are they going to play guy him? Has, well, he'll be the backup point. You know, and, Is he good with that? Second unit. Uh, it must be. Okay. And there's no way that he was not you know, deeply involved in these conversations, as was, I'm sure, Steph Curry and Draymond Green. This, this really signals that Draymond Green's coming back. Yep. Chris Paul wouldn't have come to the Warriors. If well, and Poole, they wouldn't have traded Poole, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, right. I mean, that, but Poole, Poole presented a lot of problems for them beyond the Draymond Green situation. He, he changed after he signed, you know, as Kendrick Perkins said, once he got the bag, it, it all changed. And get punched in the working. face probably didn't help either, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, he, <laughs> I'm hearing, I haven't heard exactly what he said to Draymond to make that happen, but it was a thing. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't out of the blue. Draymond just punched him out, or or he would have been suspended. I mean, there was Jordan Poole did not um, did not have many defenders in that locker room, and the, and the longer the season went, the worse it got because he just played poorly. He and he didn't listen. He stopped listening to them about what they needed him to do. He turned the ball over incessantly. His favorite thing was to drive into the lane and throw up a shot and fall down. He never got the foul call. They played four-on-five defense on the other end. He was terrible at the end of shot clocks and at the end of quarters, shooting way too early and taking bad shots. So they and, and plus, they just signed him to a contract starting this coming year for $129 million for over four years. Jesus. And that was going to really lock them up. You know, the, the change in the collective bargaining agreement that's coming not this year but next, it's not just can you write a check to cover now it's if you're in that second apron of the salary cap, there's a lot you can't do. There are a lot of players you can't sign. You can't have exceptions like you do now for um, you know for veteran players or for mid level or whatever. You, you don't get that stuff if you're too far. The, the 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 other owners got together and said, "Look, Lakers just going to keep writing checks, and we got to do something besides make it more expensive for him, and not just him, but there are other guys, Balmer and these other guys who they don't care." They just they want to win. And there are a lot of owners that don't want to win. They, they want to make money. And if they win, that's nice. But they, they don't want to have to get locked into trying to outspend Joe Lacob. But Chris Paul in a warrior uniform is just going to be a shock for people because he's been really, besides Scott Foster, the referee, Chris Paul has been public enemy number one for the Warriors. All those years with the Clippers, those years in um, Houston, uh, they just always seem to run up against him. They always beat him, except for 2014 was the last year Paul uh, was with the team that beat the Warriors. He and Curry are both from North Carolina. They've known each other forever, and uh, and it's very interesting. But he's certainly uh, – what Kerr has missed is a second-unit guard 
ever since uh, Sean Livingston retired and Andre Iguodala became, you know, less uh, impactful, he didn't have somebody who could just, you could give him the ball and it would be okay. It wasn't that way with Jordan Poole. They hoped that uh, Dante DiVincenzo would be that guy. He was not that guy. And what um, Curry used to call Iguodala the babysitter. Like, as long as he was there, everything was all right. He could, you know, he could manage the, manage the floor. And that's going to be Chris Paul's role uh, on this team is to run the second unit. And you know, Curry's, Curry's going to miss a bunch of games. Clay's going to miss a bunch of games. And they'll have Paul. Say, you know, he won't have to play the load that he did in, in Phoenix last year. It's risky, man, because, I mean, Jordan Poole's going to score 30 a game. Maybe more in Washington. Yeah, but will anybody that, notice? <laughs> right. Well, and it's going to be on 30 shots. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, he's not going to be efficient. No. But he's going to score a lot of I points. I feel terrible for Monty Morris oh, playing that. Like, oh, oh, what an awful place to play. For. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting to play big money. I get it. And but. they're tearing it down. They got a new GM in there, and it was a very John, we're equation. stacked up. I've got to let you go, John. Thank you, as always. Appreciate it. You got it. Yep. Good to hear from you, John Cannon. Uh, let's go to Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show. We've got to uh, get to a break in two minutes, so use that time uh, as you wish. All right, so John touched up on a lot of things I wanted to talk about. Uh, the first thing, what I've been reading is, is that they're going to play Chris Paul a ton, maybe not starting, like John said, but in big moments, he's going to be on the court at the same time. And here's, and this is the best part. That's going to free up Curry as the two-guard. That's going to have Clay roaming. That's going to have Draymond doing what he does best at facilitating. So, Yes, Paul might be on with the second unit at times, but in the big money moments, when you have Chris Paul running the point, now, again, this is what John didn't say, another big part, if Chris Paul's healthy. If you look back at the last three, four years, he can't stay healthy at the biggest time. Mm-hmm. He's always hurt yep. come the postseason or in the postseason when they need him most. Um, it was a crazy trade. Getting, uh, he, you know, they mentioned the, the pool contract. That's going to free them up down the road. They're only owing Chris Paul, I believe, in a $30 million neighborhood, and I don't know how much of that's guaranteed who's on the hook for that. They did have to give away a first-round draft pick in 2030. Who gives a rip? they got to give up a second-round draft pick. Who gives a rip? Um, I know Trent, months ago, ripped me about how Golden State's done, Clay Thompson's done. Yep. Um, the Golden State uh, era is over. Uh, I don't know if I went that far. No, you said they were done. For this year. Right. And I was right. For what? For, no, 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 you said in years to come you said they were done. You do, No, or am I missing? I, I, I don't remember. Okay, well, that's fine. I'm just saying that, yes, you have Denver, and Denver is the clear-cut number one, but there are six teams in the Western Conference with Golden State. There's variables. But I think they they put themselves in a right place moving forward next season. Um, to give it a run, and if Curry's healthy, they have a shot. Am I wrong, or am I am I am I there? Well, I mean, it's still the Western Conference, but yeah, I mean, he's one of the best players in the game. So now, sure. is Chris Paul going to be healthy come April and May? That's the question. What maybe, are they maybe he doesn't have the to regular play. season. I mean, we we have so much data that says no. Yeah, that something I, is going to happen. Except his minutes. Well, it, he, the the number of minutes should be should be fewer. I would it think. It should right? be. Right? Yeah. I don't know if that makes if, a difference. If we can just stay healthy, because right? it's a risk, and we don't know. But mm-hmm. if Chris Paul can stay healthy, and if you know the the other players, if they can, I don't know how they're going to resign everybody. They're not going to. And you got to remember, here's the X factor: Wiggins was a no show yep. all the way to the playoffs. So if Wiggins can get his mind right and play to where we know he can be, I think that's a huge X factor moving forward. But you know what, guys? Trent, you're going to love this. 
we're in coming July. We're talking basketball. Let's move on from basketball. And we'll talk. You basketball. are talk preaching to the choir, my friend. <laughs> Jeff, thank Bye, you. Hey, but I'm, you're not off the hook. You got to come up with a couple of NBA picks for me next October. All right, I'm counting on you. Hey, the Pelicans. Pick no, no, I, I, I like money. the pick. Hey, I like the pick. They were. They, I believe they were in first place in the division yes. before Zion got hurt. I'm, I'm not. I'm not killing the pick, Jeff. I'm not killing the pick. I like it. I, I'm counting would, on you. I wish I was hot as Trent, but I, I, I can't. I'm not at that level. So bye-bye, guys. All right, see you, buddy. Have a good summer. <laughs> you know, if Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood just stayed healthy, if Greg Oden was just healthy, you know, the, if Chris Paul was just healthy. The, but those first three, can you imagine if mm-hmm. Oden's career for you to play in those big two at the top of the Cubs rotation? I mean, they were there for a while, and when they were, my God, that was dynamite. Who's the biggest what if? Who's the biggest what if? With injuries. I mean, Mickey oh. Mantle. Yeah. I mean, that's one. I mean, that's. I mean, even um, going back before you, but that's one I remember. Gail Sayers' career was cut one. too short. Yeah. Bobby Orr's career was cut too short. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Uh, that was, was that against. Who was that against? Cincinnati. It was against Cincinnati, against the yes. Bengals, yeah. Yeah, you're 100% and right. The hip injury. And in that you could one. just see the way his, pl- his foot planted in the ground. You almost see the bones driving into each other. That was nasty. Eric Lindros? Concussions, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. I mean, still Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. but what, what more he could have been? Oh, there's got to be some pitchers that blew out arms. Oh, absolutely, right? Uh, that were never the same afterwards. Well, Liriano, he's yeah. one. What was he start? Did he start eleven and zero or ten and zero in his Twins career? Yeah, good God, one of those starts something. was against Clemens and the Astros. Oh. I was doing radio in Cedar Falls at the time. I invited everybody out. To, uh, Mulligans, I think, is where we went to watch <laughs> the game, and yeah, it was. Was he forty seven? Number 47? Yes. Yeah. He was so dynamic oh, before God, that first Trent. arm injury. That and even when he great. came back, he was still good. And he still pitched a long time. I mean, he hung around the league a long time. Yeah. Never the same, obviously. I'm sure we can play that pitcher oh, game sure we for can. days. Yep, yep, yep. All and right. during the summer, sometimes we're looking for that. You know what? That might be bad. That not, That has nothing to do with the Mount Rushmore. Yes, right, right. Right, and we're staying away from those. Um, Hit us up on Twitter, at Miller and Condon. Your greatest injury what-ifs in sports. Yeah, good stuff. All right, uh, Randy Peterson on Iowa State. When we come back, see, Iowa State's schedule came out, the, the non-conference. It was but, as bad as we anticipated. It's just it's just complete garbage. Mm-hmm. And with this team, I understand maybe the first couple, you want to yeah, ease into the it. the first but, couple, but, and it's been funny to watch Cyclone fans twist themselves and not, oh, this is the right thing to do. No, it's not. And you know better than that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you want, deep down, you want your team to challenge. You want to go to Hilton and actually see a game. But you're lying to yourselves. You're kidding to yourselves. This is awful. This is a terrible schedule. Ugh. And it doesn't need to be. Because it absolutely team... does. You know what it needed to be? In year one of TJ, okay, I get it. Year absolutely. two. When Fran McCaffrey thinks you're playing a cake schedule. You got problems. You got problems. He's envious when McCaffrey's envious. Ooh, how would they find that team? Right? I bet they suck. We got to get up them I bet next we can beat them by 45. <laughs> Miller and Condon, Randy Peterson next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0. .net. Miller 
Aaron Condon, continue on here. We're with you until one hour, number two. Mike Palm from Las Vegas, VP of Operations Circus Sports. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. And four of you will get a chance to win barbecue from Claxons. Let's talk Iowa State topics with our friend Randy Peterson, who's covered the uh, Cyclones and sports here locally for five decades. Am I right? 70s, 80s, 90s, aughts, teens, six decades. Six decades. Jesus. Hello, Randy Peterson. How are you? It's been a long time. Yeah. I, I got, it's been a long, enjoyable time, and I've been blessed. I tell everybody that. So, yeah. And you know what? Blessed. I'll go a step further. We've been blessed to read you, too, because of have enjoyed your well, coverage okay. over the years since I got here anyways in 89. Uh, Randy, I want to start with uh, something you've covered many times, but the last couple of years, not so much. I, for <laughs> one, am glad that the Cap City League is back. A, it's content, um, and, and maybe as much as anything. But I, no it, Iowa State players playing in it. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, take a look no, at the rosters. No, you won't I be as excited. Player. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Do you want to start this over now? Yeah, three, two, one. Uh, Randy Peterson joins us. Randy, let's get into the gambling. Uh, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, Drake, Iowa State. We will not see any. Of those so this players. is like the Field of Dreams game being played yeah. in in Alabama, and they're still calling it that. They're still, oh, Jesus. Anyways, Randy, so okay. I, I didn't know. Here's my take on that. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, it is coming back, and they do a good job with it. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It's not going to have the Iowa State players. It's not going to have the Drake players. Um, it's going to have players that, quite frankly, I looked at the rosters yesterday. Yeah. I really didn't know anybody. <laughs> um, but that's okay. I mean, if it gives people in the Des Moines area, you know, a chance to go out and See basketball. Do something different. Yeah, for a change. Um, but uh, yeah, it's certainly, I don't. So I, I don't think it's going to have the appeal. Certainly, I know it won't have the appeal no. that it had. I mean, with the with the especially with the Iowa State guys there because they were they were a story all to the mm-hmm. all of themselves when they were there. I mean, from Royce White being there to oh my gosh, I mean that was it was they've all played there. I mean. A lot of the stars have played there. Is he? Let me uh, let me start. Let me go down the the Royce White. To me, he's as he's different. He's a different player. He is as unique a player as I've seen uh, at, at any of the schools. Quite frankly, if I guess if I had to start a team and you were doing one of those drafts and you get to put them all in a pile, he might be the guy that I take first, Randy. He was well. You remember the Kentucky game, and he's he's turned around and he said, "I'm the best player right. on the floor," and he was. Um, exactly. Without question, he's so, yeah. he was so he unique, the, wasn't he, would, he? Yeah, yeah. If you're picking, if you're picking a team, yes, he would be for the, like a Cap City. He would be the he would be the first pick. Yeah, you're right. He's unique. Um, you can't stop him. He's nope. physical. I've seen him on what do you call that stuff during the summer that they have as as content filler on TV, three on three or mm-hmm. something, yeah, yep, 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 the basketball league or something like that. You know, he's he he still can dominate in that so i mean the dude was was as unique mm-hmm. on the court and off the court but yeah um, yeah he was but but he was he was mad he was uh i've never seen anybody like him in with the skill sets that he had i mean whether it be passing the ball or or i guess his shot wasn't the greatest his perimeter shot wasn't the greatest but my gosh when he gets the ball mm. into the post you might as well just back away um because you're just wasting a foul um <laughs> yeah. or you're going to get hurt yeah or either or 
Yeah, he, yeah. He, he was something, no doubt about that. You know Randy as the longtime beat writer, both Iowa State and Iowa, feeding the beast during these summer times. The primetime league, what we had here with the Capital City League, those stories that were pretty easy. Look, we're not going to break down the games. We're not going to talk about a guy going off for 60 because we know that doesn't matter. We know those leagues were not real basketball, but it was just a jumping off point. It was just a spot where you could go there and I think both Iowa and Iowa State basketball have missed something not having mm-hmm. these leagues around because that's what it is. Feeding the beast, coming up with the column, coming up with the radio show, whatever it is, those things help during the summer months, and I believe something is missed. Do you go the same route? Oh, without question. I'd go to as many of those as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you could talk to players. You could talk to, after a while, once the first couple weeks um, were out of the way, the, new, the Iowa State's newcomers, for example, would start playing. Um, so you could talk to them. Um, it was in a different, in a totally different setting. And it was good. It was good for the fans also because it was, it ended up being, um, you know, an Iowa State fan fest at those, at those mm-hmm. things. It was, um, um, and the Iowa State players were so gracious to the fans, as they are now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, during, you know, they were just so gracious. I mean, Matt Thomas, uh, Matt Tom, uh, uh, Monte Morris, Naz, George. I mean, those guys, um, they were rock stars in Des Moines area. Yeah. And, At those. and sign every Absolutely. autograph and take okay. every picture. And the kids, and, and the kids would, some of the little kids might just sit with them on the bench during games. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll never forget Boo Boo Palo averaging a triple double, for example. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you don't put a whole lot of stock into that. No, you don't. But, but uh, it's content. It's content, and there's no defense played. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So um, I, I don't, I don't know that I'll go out there. <laughs> I know I won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, I, uh, but the Iowa State players are going to be out there um, on Sundays, from what I understand. Yeah, with the we will. Yeah. Signing autographs, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, the Iowa State fans can get their fix in that respect. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, yeah, it, it's – and it's never going to come back to the way it was. I mean, I, I'm going to say that right now, never. Mm-hmm. Um, because the rules, college rules right now, allow you to to work out. I mean, you can work out right. on your own with, with your team. Yeah. And I think you get a lot more five-on-five in – at the Iowa State Two Cup practice facility, than you can five on nothing at uh, <laughs> um, at uh, um, Cap City. So I mean, and that's nothing bad about the Cap City. It's just the way it is, and it's the way that the the um, what is that primetime league in Iowa yep. City mm-hmm. yep. was too. So I mean, it was uh, yeah. I mean, they served their purpose. Mm-hmm. Now the rules have changed, and plus Iowa State's going to. Uh, um, their international trip, which is not really international, I don't think, but to the Bahamas anyway. So they'll get plenty of ball in. And plus, Omaha Baloo, 5.30 in the morning our time, he starts his own version of ball, I think. I think it's a 5.30 in the morning um, in the FIBA World Cup. So 
get to um, see him anyways. Hey, Randy, um, since we're talking basketball, let's stay there and finish up. We'll get to football. I- I'm really disappointed in the in the non-conference schedule. If this was year one for TJ, I get it. And I and I get that the Big 12 is is, is daunting, etc. But, man, I would like to see them test themselves a couple of times. And they and they might get a test in the, uh, in the tournament that they're in. They're going to play Iowa. But, man, Randy, this schedule leaves a lot to be desired. I agree. I agree with you 100%. They'll get tested during the non-conference season, but only once, should be only once at least, in Ames at Hilton, the mm-hmm. Iowa game. Yep. Um, DePaul games in Chicago. Um, the Orlando tournament, obviously, is in Disney. Um, so, or it's at the ESPN Sports Facility. Have you ever been there? That's I have. Cool. Yes, I I have. It's where the Braves it's, trained, right? It's right where the Braves used to train. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, maybe used to train. Yeah, it's in that area. Yeah, that complex. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, they're going to get they're going to play decent non conference or decent non conference opponents, but they're going to uh, play them out of Hilton Coliseum. So I think if there's ever a year that Iowa State's going to, you know. For that to happen, I think this might be the year because they've got they've got so many young guys on the roster. The, what four freshmen? When's the last time Iowa State had mm, four freshmen yeah. on this team? Um, so, I you know I don't have anything against it because you know, fans are going to get to see the um, the the best conference in the country mm-hmm. come in and play and play and I, that's that's the conference that's the schedule I want to see. I want to see it on this not conference schedule. I mean, I want to see the home and homes. I want to see where they're playing these mm-hmm. opponents. Um, I'd love to see Kelvin Sampson come into um, Hilton again. That would be awesome. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I have no idea whether that's right. going to happen. But uh, um, that's the schedule I want to see. And if it was anything, I don't know. I would assume it's going to be out. It have to be sometime soon, I would guess. Yeah. Really? One of the things, go, go ahead. Something, something I did take away from the from the non-conference schedule, there was some chatter that the Big 12 was going to play some a conference game or two. Early, yes. Very early, yep. yes, yes. I'm talking into November or in Early November, I thought even, yeah. Early November, yep. yes, yes, early, yes, yes. It doesn't, to me, look like there's a whole lot of wiggle room built in between dates on, on the schedule. Had so to be what the twelfth or the nineteenth of November. Yes, yes, that, that yes, exactly. That that could be a spot. That definitely could be a spot for that. But there's also usually a a, a week in there. I, is that finals? I I don't know what it is. I don't I don't have any idea. But um, yeah. So and maybe they will. Maybe they maybe they will. And you're right. You're right. There's that seven day gap. But uh, that week, yeah. Well, that would certainly enhance it a whole bunch uh, once they once we do get the yeah. conference schedule and, and see. Hey, Randy, I want to before we get to football. Uh, look, Bob, <laughs> Bob Huggins has no one to blame but himself, right? He was given a reprieve. Uh, a lot that that surprised a lot of people that he was given that reprieve. He he was given it, and a couple of weeks later, here he is. Um, I'm sure you will miss him, though, as a guy coming, you know, not, I know you're not condoning what he did, but just the, the no. coach in Bob Huggins, uh, how will you remember that part of uh, when you two cross paths? I will miss the coach of Bob, in Bob Huggins. I will miss Bob Huggins, seeing, seeing Bob Huggins hold court at, in the, at the Big 12 tournament in the lobby of the, of the Marriott there, right there by uh, the Power and Light District, 
in that the lobby of that Marriott for hours upon hours, and just holding court, talking to anybody that would, would that you know that would talk to him, that that came up to talk to him, acting like he's he's their best friend. That's all what I'll remember too. I talked to Higgins, John Higgins the other day. I just wanted his take on 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 Huggins, and he's not dead for God's sake. He's not dead. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but uh, you know, and Higgins. Higgins essentially said what I what I what I what I knew was that his his bark is worse than his bite. Um, I thought it interesting that, that during games during games now when Higgins is working during a dead ball situation and, and the, the, the balls in front of the West Virginia bench, Higgins would say, "Hey, you're coming over to my basement tonight after the game, aren't you?" <laughs> um, yeah, I can only imagine what that basement was like. Yeah. But um, but uh, and obviously Higgins says, "No, I can't." Um, <laughs> but uh, um, that's that's what I'll miss, and I just hope the hope the heck that he that he still is is stays involved with the cancer fundraising because, as you guys know, my wife died of cancer yep. what, six yep. years ago, yep. and that's that's. Very, very, very. What Huggins is doing and what others are doing in the pursuit of of fighting, doing their somehow fighting, trying to fight cancer. That's very important. Um, and Huggins, in what ten years, raised over twenty five million dollars for cancer research. That's incredible. I hope he continues to use that platform in a way that that he can that 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 continues. Um, but uh, and let's face it, Huggins was a great coach too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe not so much anymore. But but what was that? What was that called? Forty minutes of hell. The defense they played. Yeah. I mean, it was a press from end to end. Um, they don't do that anymore because it's. I guess it's hard to find those types of players. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll, I'll remember. I'll remember that. And there were some. It, those games were always always interesting and the post-game press conferences were interesting as uh, oftentimes interesting as well so um yeah i'll I'll miss that um that side of bob huggins pd over to football and when you're talking about huggins a different huggins it led me to jaden higgins the incoming wide receiver from eastern kentucky i mean this was a big time player a lot of balls yep and him and Stanley and Noel, I mean, they got a really good contingent there of wide receivers. The question becomes, can they block? We've had this conversation oh, now on a Campbell team for eight years. I agree with it. I agree. I thought your question was going to be that who's going to throw him the ball? Well, and that's out there, too. And that's right. out there, too. Yeah. But it doesn't matter who's back <laughs> yeah. there. If you can't block, this has been an eight-year conversation. Is the belief, really, that bringing in Ryan Clint, that this is going to be what changes it? And we finally get even an above-average offensive line, because that has not been the case eight years in. Bringing Ryan Clanton in can't hurt. Um, you know, the success that he had at Northern Iowa, and yes, at Northern Iowa, they're not playing the schedule Iowa State plays, yet they had linemen go to the pros the last two years. Two of them, yep. So, yep. Yes, exactly, yeah. So it's, it, it, it certainly, they certainly won't be a setback in, in that offensive line. Now, is, I've been like I said. I've been waiting for that line to improve for years, and the more Matt Campbell defends it, mm-hmm. the more and more I continue to believe that this group is this position group hasn't improved. And you're right; a quarterback's only as good as the offensive line. And let's let's not forget that that Iowa State had such a uh, had a bad offense last year, a horrible offense last year. Yet you knew what they were doing because they didn't have any running attack because they were all hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, 
And we've heard how great Cartavius Norton is. We've never seen him right. for more than a couple games at a time. So that's, that's also, and I've been a huge fan of, of Decker since he signed. Um, that's, that's been a problem also. That'd be a problem with anybody. Um, not being able to change up the offense and, and, and certainly not, not being, um, not having the, the protection. So, but, but getting back to, to the receivers, Iowa State's got a wonderful group of receivers. And let's not forget Gaines also. They're also high on great yeah. games. Um, uh, uh, you know, a, a kid that Iowa State recruited. So, um, and I was talking, who was I talking to? Campbell at one of Iowa State's, um, camps that they put on for the high school kids a couple of weeks ago. Kai Black has been been standing out, showing mm-hmm. out a little bit, also. So that's going to be interesting because I always thought he might be. T- he's got tight end potential, I think, from a little bit that I've seen of him and the, the little bit that I've heard. So um, I think I think that receiving core, like you said, if if the if the stars align and Deckers or whomever the quarterback is gets him the ball, gets them the ball. That could be. That's going to have to carry the Iowa State offense because you cannot. You cannot predict anything for the running backs. I mean, just given the the history of of the injuries. Uh, Randy, in our final couple of minutes with uh, with, with you, um, I, it's it's my understanding that the team knows who's not going to be able to be with the team this year. Uh, the pub, I don't know what the percent. A lot of people know what what's coming down the pipe. When when are we going? When is it going to be made public, Randy? I mean, we're on the precipice of July. I know this isn't an Iowa State thing, but it's, it's my belief that I'm dumbfounded that the uh, Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission is still allowed bets to be made on Iowa State or Iowa's over-under win total until there's clarity. When will we know names or when will we... Or do we have to wait for a depth chart till we can figure out who's not on it and then put two and two together is why they aren't on it we've got to know soon don't we between travis Hines and myself and i'm sure the iowa guys are doing uh, to cover iowa we're we're on the phone daily i mean not looking for rumors we've heard all we've heard all the names i mean just like you guys have mm-hmm. we've heard all the names um but we got to go concrete and we're looking for any kind of document whether it be story county clerk of court or story county whether it be Ames cops, whether it be Iowa State cops, whether it be the DCI, and they're they don't say anything. No, nope. <laughs> uh, um, Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Um, nobody's saying anything. So, and we've requested under the Open Records Law every document on the planet that that can be that can be requested, um, and they're all coming back with open investigation um, mm-hmm. or, or some such ver- or some such verbiage. Um, you know, and there's still a couple out there that still may show something, but, uh, um, yeah, we've heard the names and the names could be a huge blow mm-hmm. for Iowa State. Could be, I'm underlining the word could, but they could be. Um, so, oh, and courts online, we look at that. I look at that five times a day <laughs> because of, because whoever I talked to at the DCI a while back said that's. Just keep your eye on DCI ah. on, on courts online. Just keep your eye on the courts online. Interesting. I mean, for for something, and there's nothing out there other than other than speeding tickets. But uh, um, so, and it's just it's not only football, but it's wrestling, and yeah. I get wrestling also. But I get the I get the urgency for football, and I don't think the DCI really cares. Nope. When the football season starts, because once once they figure out 
who's ineligible, then there's the whole process of of um, the litigation process potentially, um, the waiver process. Um, mm. You know, so does Iowa State know? They probably have a good idea. Yes. But I heard Jamie Pollard on an interview earlier this week or last week at some point, and he said, as of right now, that all entities are still investigating. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. We were told very, from the very beginning, I told from a, from a, from a person who, who was very familiar with the workings of the DCI, told me that it's going to be a while. You know, patience is your, you know, you just be, everybody's just best to, to have patience. So, we shall see. Am I hoping that it happens before Big Twelve Media Days? Mm-hmm. I'm, I hope so. Yeah, which are uh, July 13th or 14th, something like that. I hope so, mm-hmm. but I'm not guaranteeing it is. And if it happens when it's Big Twelve Media Days, that's going to be huge. It's going to be a national story whenever it happens. Yeah, and I guess if it's going to break, it might as well break there when we've got when we've got um, Campbell and Iowa State players right there at our. At our disposal. There is that. There, there is that. Uh, listen, Randy, brother, we're out of time. Appreciate it as always. Good to talk to you, uh, and we'll do so in uh, in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Randy Peterson. Appreciate it. All right, maybe we'll run into. Maybe I'll run into you, Trent, this weekend. All that right. sounds good. I'll get you a Bud Light. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Just one. See you later. I'll see you. But where are you? Where are you guys going? Boji. He's already up there. He's nice. hanging out at the lakes and nice. uh, heading out later this uh, late afternoon. We'll make our way up the three and a half hour drive. Ten of artists. Yeah, never been. Never been up there. Never huh? been. That would be a great weekend trip for you and Scrunch. Get yourself a little place on the lake. Get a boat. I. I mean, this is the weekend for it. Yeah. How about you come up with us? Friend, I my lifetime was a Mountain Dew commercial on a lake. I know. You could maybe show my kids how to fish because I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, you um, like Jack and Ella? No, I do absolutely. Uncle do. Kenny, I could teach him how to fish. I I just don't see you're that. You're not happening. getting out of No, you're not. Uh, Miller and Condon, back to wrap up hour number one. Thanks to Randy Peterson. It's Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point eight. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes. First hour of the program. So I think it was on yesterday's show when we were talking NFL running backs and some mm-hmm. of the big names. Uh, Still out Kareem there. Hunt, Leonard Fournette. You know what the name that we didn't bring up? That I, I looked at that list yesterday and it just, holy crap, how do we miss him? There's one huge name. Huge name. Huge name. That's still on the free agent market. Yes, he is. That his, that his team cut him adrift. Who is it? Zeke Elliott. Oh, of course, Zeke, yeah. Right? I mean, there's something left in the tank. I I got to think that Tony Pollard was cheaper. He's still And only, he was better at the end. Zeke is still in his 20s, which is crazy. And he's finished. But he can still be a competent number two. I think he can. He can help a team. Dalvin Cook and that yes. speed still out there. Yeah, but we never brought up Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> How quickly the tides turn. Yeah, indeed. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, Mike Palm's going to lead off the second hour of the program. We're going to do Claxon's Barbecue at the end of it. We'll give four of you a chance. If you haven't played in the last uh, 30 days, you'll be eligible for that. And in between that, we'll talk to Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com. He will join us. When do you think we'll see some alternative alternative wind totals? I know DraftKings has a few. They do not have any I or Iowa State. They don't, but they're starting to trickle out. They're trickling out, yes. We're getting there. All right. Hour two coming up next. Off to Vegas to begin with Mike Palm from Circus Sports, Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 
106.3 KXNO.